Hey guys, so this weekend I'm at the uh, ClickFunnels Funnel Hacking Live event, uh, learning a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the things that I talk about throughout my content, which you probably heard me talk about many, many times already, is that you always have to stay in a learning mode, always keep on learning and looking to see what other people are doing that's successful and learning from them, and that way you keep yourself growing. So very, very important thing that you want to continue doing throughout your expansion as, a, as an entrepreneur. Well, in the meantime, uh, I have this great interview that um, these uh, great guys from uh, Dude Agency did on me. They have a, a great podcast uh, called Operation um, Agency Freedom. And um, these guys both did a great interview uh, asking me how I got to where I am today and a lot of questions and the ins and the outs of agency building. I know a lot of you are trying to just understand social media, how to do better with it, how to do better at Facebook advertising, Instagram, and in this social media world that we live in today. But for those of you guys that are trying to have a service business, uh, any of you guys that have a service business or any of you that want to go down a path of building your own marketing agency, which ton of potential for that, a lot of need for that. This new world of social media marketing, which is such a big world, uh, there's not many experts in it. Uh, you can probably count them with uh, fingers of your hands, those ones that are actually creating a big impact out there. So there's a lot more people that need to um, step up and deliver uh, valuable services. And if you have uh, knowledge in the area, well, there could be an opportunity there. So in this podcast, which you guys are going to listen to right now, it's about half an hour long. You are going to get a lot of data on my roadmap, how I got to where I got uh, as of today. I'm just getting started, but still, I've done quite a bit in the last few years. Uh, how I got my first client, how I've been able to keep them, how do I establish systems, what is the most important component to keeping clients happy with you, and no matter what clients no matter what they are and who they are, right? How do you keep people happy with your services and what you're doing for them? So uh, without further ado, I want to uh, play this uh, podcast to you, uh, for you um, and uh, keep on engaging in social media. I got a lot of things going on on my YouTube channel, on Facebook, on Instagram, all over the place. And uh, hopefully you're continuously learning. Uh, hopefully you also heard my podcast that I launched at the beginning of this week, a few episodes ago, uh, at, the, at the beginning of this month of January, I'm recording this as we speak on the last day of the month, January 31st. Uh, but I did do a podcast with a five-step formula for success in a 2020 environment. If you don't know exactly where to start, you should definitely go back to that one and check that one out because that's going to provide a ton of value uh, for you to get you going in the right direction in this new world that we're all going for still. Believe it or not, it is still a new world, and we're all learning it. Anybody that comes and tells you that they know all about it already is lying. That's not the truth, all right? So go and check out this podcast, um, and and hopefully, hopefully you get a lot of value from this one right here, and I will talk to you very soon. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Chris Martinez. Today, I am joined by my new friend, my new Puerto Rican friend, Manuel Suarez, CEO and founder of AGM Marketing Agency. Welcome to the show, good sir. That's awesome, Chris. So excited. What a great intro. Love being a part of, uh, of your podcast today. That's for sure. Love it. I uh, appreciate having you here, man. And I'm super stoked because you're going to be speaking at TNC this year, which I'm so happy because we finally have some Latino representation at Traffic and Conversion in San Diego. That's awesome. I can't believe that we haven't had that before. We have a lot of great Latino marketers and business owners. So we definitely have to uh, do a better job of making our impact felt out there.
That's exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you and I were talking about this before we started recording, but last year I looked at the speaker lineup. I think there was like 110 sessions or something like that. And for whatever reason, last year there was zero, zero Latino speakers. So I'm wow. so excited to be there and I, I definitely want to come watch you speak. I was so, looking forward to uh, being there for sure. Let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, we start off every show with a little roundtable discussion and uh, your topic is very near and dear to my heart because I had, I don't know if it was exactly similar, but I had kind of like a similar upbringing as you. Like I, I always say that I had a very interesting childhood and I think that you were kind of alluding to the same thing because you said, you know, for all accounts and purposes, you should not be running a successful multi-million dollar business. You should be, you should have gone down a different path because of, you know, your upbringing and where you came from and, and some decisions that you made as a kid. So why don't you just give us the quick rundown of, of, of your experience um, as a youth, as a troubled youth? Yeah, very, I guess, I guess uh, we would say a highly troubled uh, one, Chris. Uh, I went through a lot in this life. I think that uh, I was never into school, learning. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it wasn't my thing. And it's, it's funny because uh, I'm really into learning. Like right now, I'm really interested in studying, acquiring knowledge, in making my mind more valuable and the only way that you make your mind more valuable is through knowledge right mm -hmm. um but growing up i wasn't interested in any of that and um i got interested in other things uh, as an at an early age i guess around eighth grade in the united mm -hmm. states i was um, being in puerto rico which are, we are part of the united states i, I think I was, I was about 12. Mm -hmm. i already started going into drugs like marijuana and yeah. then later on it led into me using other heavy things and i spent I guess my entire teenage life, uh, cocaine, ecstasies, LSD, mushrooms. I mean, I did it pretty much all and yeah. um, failing through life. I think I had uh, the one thing that I would tell you, Chris, is that I still had this native ability to uh, communicate mm -hmm. and to get people to like me and be a person of uh, interest to others. So somehow, because of that, I still managed to get teachers on my side and like me. Um, funny story that I can tell you is that on my high school year, my senior year, uh, I was 17 years old. Um, I never failed a grade, which is unbelievable. That's communication skill because I was not studying. I was not interested in it. Communication only got me through school because I had a way to get teachers who love me, right? Mm -hmm. My senior year, uh, I was there and... Um, uh, everybody loved me. I was one of the cool guys. Nobody would bully me, right? I, I had my, my head shaved. Uh, I had earrings all over the place. I was a cool dude, right? Uh, and, um, but I could not pass any grades, but I had a few Fs and Ds, and I was able to talk to teachers, and they were able to give me C grades so I can actually um, get through to that point and, uh, and at, least, um, at least go to graduation. Yeah. Even with a really bad grade, but there was one teacher that hated my guts. She just despised me. And um, I mean, I remember her today so clearly. I mean, you know how there's those, there's some memories that are vivid. More oh, than absolutely. Others, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So this teacher, I tried to handle her. I said, what do I need to do? Do I need to study extra time this last two weeks? Give me, no, nope, you're done. It's an F. So I bypassed the line and I went to the director of the school. I was able to win her over and up and she went and she basically handled the teacher for me 
<laughs> I don't know what she did. She might have manipulated her. She might have threatened her. We don't know exactly what she did, but she got her to give me a C grade. So then I was able to, um, to graduate. And graduation day, I was, uh, this was in a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So we graduated in a Catholic church. Um, I got my mom there and my dad and my siblings and everybody's so excited. Manuel's going to graduate? There's no way. I mean, this guy has literally missed 60% of all day schools, uh, school days throughout the year. So how is somebody going to graduate? Horrible example for my kids, right? But I was about to graduate. And I remember, um, you know how they call out the names uh, of, oh, all yeah. the, uh, of all the students? So they called out my name and I got a standing ovation. And the entire church standing up, wow, clamoring. And they started going, Manuel, Manuel, in the church, right? And everybody was like, what's going on? And you could see my mom. And my mom starts crying. And she couldn't even believe it because she was so proud that her son was such a good student that had been able to graduate. What she didn't know was that they were actually just giving me a standing ovation because they couldn't believe that I manipulated people to be able to graduate from school. So uh, long story short, what I am today is unbelievable to everybody in the past. Uh, It's actually quite unbelievable because um, I probably, not probably, I make more money than everybody else that graduated with me. I'm more successful than all of them. Uh, and uh, I have guys that went to professional careers, uh, doctor's degrees, lawyers, and hey, they come to me for loans these days, right? I'm not supposed to be part of the system. Uh, I'm supposed to be a failure because I did not accept what the world was supposed to be like and i just went for a different route and i built my own route along the way which is something that um when i got the invitation to be a part of your podcast it just feels like it goes in line with uh my train of thought my feeling because we are responsible for our own paths right we can create our own paths we can make it successful or not regardless of what the world thinks Uh, i can tell you that even people like my own mother um she thinks that i'm supposed to be a failure and i'm not right so you know, they see my big house, they see my Tesla, and they still have to think about this guy must have something illegal going on, right? <laughs> and I how don't. did you make it happen? Yeah. How did you make it happen, right? Uh, that's my story. I'm not supposed to be here, and I am. Uh, I know people look at me and they are in awe, uh, despite my intense background that I am a survivor, that I have a family, that I have stability, that I have a business, that I have not one. I have several multi-million dollar businesses um, and I'm successful in my, in my field so much so that I get strangers all the time asking, pre, ask, asking me for help. That's just the way it is. Now, have, have you ever thought about, because, you know, like in, in college, I studied sociology and it's, and um, basically one of the classes that I took, I remember them talking about how you really just need one positive influence in your life to be able to, to make something of yourself. After all these studies of people who've, who've been successful, who came from you know, what everybody would say was nothing, just need one person, one person in your corner. Have you ever thought about like what, who or what things you had in your corner that helped you to believe in yourself? You know what, uh, Chris, um, I don't, never thought about that. You're asking me now, and I think about people like my dad. Yeah. Um, my dad is a different breed. Uh, he is one of those guys that 
he has four children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's zero chance that he's going to ever listen to this podcast, right? So I'll tell you what, uh, just because he's, he's not that type of guy, right? Um, but he, uh, great guy. But my dad is one of those guys that um, he wants to make sure that we are all alive and mm-hmm. that we're all healthy. He's a great dad, but he's never been somebody to raise. Like, let, let me help you be right, like that. Uh, and also, my dad is, um, uh, and the reason I'm talking about my dad is because I, I'm thinking, did I get that with my dad? Mm, I didn't. Uh, my dad um, allowed me to get close to him because I became a businessman and we built mm-hmm. that connection and I helped his business. Business called Natural Slim. That we have an international business now in nine countries. I'm the one that helped build the powerhouse monster that we have, right? And mm-hmm. because of that, we're close. If I take that away, I am just a son that he wants to make sure that I'm healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get the idea. Like for me, I can tell you that I had a, a turning moment um, after having a life feeling that I was going to be a failure mm-hmm. uh, and that I just got to somehow figure out how to survive. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe one day I'm going to get an inheritance. I didn't have one of those personalities in my life, uh, but I read a book. And, and, but it all started with my mindset shift, right? Uh, I, uh, I already have three children. Uh, I had gone bankrupt uh, with a regular job that economy crashed. And um, it was, um, I guess that um, I put myself in a position that I couldn't survive unless I figure out some new channels. Mm-hmm. And I changed mindset and I said, I got to learn something new. And at that point, I remember my first book that I ever read, first book that was the first one that got really to me and I said I gotta change something was back in 2010 I read this book that you guys all have to know which is called uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki oh yeah that was the first eye-opener for me uh, I'm not gonna tell you that I, that book takes credit for my success because it doesn't I, I it, that it book doesn't teach really about marketing it's a mindset book and it's real estate and other things but it was a first turning point and Right now, I do have a lot of staff under me. I have a, a, over 50 people in my organization, and they use me for their own growth. They grow, and I, and I am that personality. But when I look back, I was not, let's say, lucky enough to have that person that I would go after and be like, I want to grow up because this person inspires and motivates me. So yeah. I, I guess I was a little bit lucky in that sense. Yeah, I would encourage you to, to think about that, you know, so like I, I've also, I, my relationship with my mother was horrendous. Um, my dad, different kind of guy, like he was an engineer, super, super smart guy, um, overcame a lot of adversity, but not an entrepreneur. Um, so it's interesting, like sometimes we pull tidbits from a lot of different people that end up helping us to uh, be who we are today, which is a, still a constantly evolving thing. So true, true. My mom is like, my mom is like a sweetheart. She's just a great lady. She's, um, she, she's going to love me whether I'm broke or I'm rich. Yeah. She's going to be like who she is, right? Is she going to help me be a better entrepreneur? Heck no. Is she going to be a great mom to me? Yes. Right. So that's (laughs) perfect. it, It really does depend, right? Yeah, that's great, man. Well, let's, let's talk about AGM, which is like the whole reason why, why we're here. So tell us about uh, your agency, kind of how you got started and what you guys do. Well, AGM Marketing, which stands for Attention Grabbing Media, um, I uh, founded it 
uh, after I created massive success for my father. Um, my father is a social media superstar. And uh, I guess it all happened. Uh, I go way back uh, to 2000 and uh, not even that long ago, 2012. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying out things, right? I did real estate, failed. I did stocks, uh, trying to do option trading, utterly failed. It's not great for my personality because it's, so erratic and it's based on somebody else's uh, market, not my market. I don't control it, right? So I tried that and I failed and it was horrible. I tried flipping houses, failed. I mean, it was failure after failure, a big battle. So in 2012, I was introduced um, to the Amazon world and mm -hmm. um, I was broke. I needed some money. I had free kids and I had to figure something else out. So for me, it started there. That was the first point of like, wait a second, so Amazon Prime is not Amazon. It's generally other people selling stuff. Huh, that's interesting. So I started doing my own business, 2013. So I started selling bed sheets and I got together with a partner. Um, my partner who's still with me today, he was selling bed sheets on the road. Uh, basically, he would buy bed sheets in boxes for $10 and uh, cheap bed sheets. I mean, you can Google them on, on Amazon. They're called, uh, or you can search for them on Amazon. Clara Clark's sheets. You buy them for $15, $20. And he will sell them on the street. So I said, okay, good. Let's grab those bed sheets and let's put them on the online world and let's do Amazon. And we started doing that and we exploded. We we're doing $600,000 in sales by the end of 2014. Um, doing that, I realized it was, it was my awakening, Chris, which is what I recommend to any agency owner. Uh, anybody that's getting started, you got to figure out what is your area that you're strong in? What are you passionate about? Once you figure that out, it becomes a piece of cake to be able to scale. But you got to know something that you're good at. No matter what it is, what can you go deeper at? And I did that on Amazon. But what I realized at that point, 2014, was that, wait a second, I'm not good at Amazon. I, I'm good at traffic, at mm -hmm. marketing, at capturing attention. I was one of the, I guess, one of the first businesses to dive into this Facebook business manager. What is that? Oh my God. So you don't have to boost posts anymore. So it was like, whoa, wait a second. So $2 a day, $5 a day, I can do all that stuff. And I started doing that and the Amazon brand started blowing up. And then I saw my dad struggling in 2014. Um, if any of you guys know Puerto Rico's history, you know, it has been a really, really scary, dark one over the last 15 years or so. Like, mm -hmm. since the economic downturn, it never recovered. Uh, bankrupt island, a lot of debt, government in trouble, back-to-back, um, -back, like, situations. Then we had a hurricane that devastated the island. I mean, the, hur the island is a total mess. So in 2014, by the end of it, my dad was stuck with this company called Natural Slim on a small little island, um, in trouble, not being able to afford it, about to close down. And I said, Dad, we got to get you on social media. It is the opportunity of today's era and you're missing out. And he's like, son, what are you talking about? I'm 63 years old. I'm an old man. <laughs> uh, I do seminars. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you're a great seminarist. You're the best one I've ever seen. Come on, let's do this. So we put a camera in front of the guy and he started doing videos. And uh, for the first four, six months, nobody was watching him. And he, we did it on Facebook. We did it on YouTube. And then guess what? It caught fire, man. My dad caught fire 
in a big way. Why? Because we started doing it and we started doing it consistently. And I asked him to put his head down and continue doing it. This is before I decided, you see how like, there's always a story. Uh, I'm sure any single agency owner, how did you get started? Like mm -hmm. for me, I did my Betches brand, brand, it exploded. And then I take my dad into superstardom, right? And I said, you know, wait a second, this guy is like, we're generating business. Oh, now we open up an office in USA. The phones are ringing. Oh, we open up Mexico. The company is blowing up. And wait a second, that's, this is for real. And it's not just one particular model. I didn't just get lucky, right? I was able to do it efficiently. And I mean, fast forward to today, took my dad in 2019. We did about um, 70,000 subscribers on YouTube every single 28 days. Uh, we did, we're at 2 million subscribers. We're a million followers on Facebook. We are, we crossed in the U.S. market only, we crossed $15 million in revenue from non-existent seven years ago. Uh, worldwide, we did about $50 million in revenue from this little small bankrupt island, mindset, decision, execution, and look at what we built. So 2016, uh, Chris, the company's rolling. The content is going viral. My dad is blowing up. Everything is fantastic. And what happened to me? I got bored. And I said, wait a second, this is rolling, right? Like we're booming. I already got the systems. I got staff doing it. Let's go, right? So I even talked to my dad. And my dad said, I think you should build an agency, son, because people are asking me how I did it. And all I can say is like, my son, I don't mm -hmm. have... I don't have anything to recommend to them. And I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. Let's build an agency. So I got two partners and I got them out of our work. One of them was already working with me. Um, and uh, we started like taking in clients that were asking me, like my dad would get a question and then he would forward it to me and I would start them. And, um, and then I had people in 2016, late 2016, I started with the one and only great Dr. Eric Berg. Um, we repeated the process with him. We made him a superstar. That, in turn, gave me a lot more, more, more clients because Dr. Berg's lines get like, Dr. Berg, who's doing your marketing? Come on. And then Dr. Berg started doing testimonials for me and recommending me people. Mm -hmm. And now I have more clients that I can handle, Chris. Uh, but it's one success at a time, just getting one person to become successful, focusing on that, putting your head down, making that story. Like if you take away from me, my dad's story and Dr. Berg's story, uh, where am I at? I'm not where I'm at today. That is my driver. That mm -hmm. is how I can show people, look, what I do is for real. What I do works. Tr trust me, I have done it. So you got to get that one person to trust you enough to let you do the marketing for them Mm -hmm. You got to implement your strategies. I, I've always, one of the things that I learned from my dad, Chris, uh, he's a great businessman. He, he told me uh, from the beginning, look, son, got to have a strategy from the beginning, right? You got to have a strategy in place. It's not about running ads. It's a strategy. If you go mm -hmm. back to any single war in history, it's not a battle that wins a war. It's a strategy that wins the war, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. start with the right strategy. What are you going to do? to make this business expand in these incredible platforms that we have today. That's my story. That's it's just one success at a time and building from there, Chris. You know, what I love most that you said is the focus on getting results, which is really about serving other people. And I think that, you know, in, in today's age, we see so many gurus who stand in front of their Lamborghinis and they say, you know, buy my course and you'll be able to get a Lamborghini. 
And you never see anybody who says, buy my course and you'll be able to serve and help a million people, right? You'll never you, you, buy my course and you'll be able to turn a hundred other people into millionaires, there right? You and, and your whole philosophy is just, just get amazing results for your clients, Absolutely. which you did. And that helped to transform your own agency. You started from a place of servitude as opposed to taking. And now Absolutely. look at where you are today. Yeah, and I do have a, a, a Tesla, $100,000 car. I have never thought about using that to tell people, <laughs> buy my course and you'll get a Tesla. I haven't thought about that, Chris. Please don't do that. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm not like that. Yeah, it's know, all about results. It's all about results. It totally that is. That drives you. Like if you get results to people, you're going to get flooded with potential clients wanting to be with you because people want that. They don't want the fluff. They want the real things. And, and you got to also be real. Like people mm -hmm. ask me, what should I talk about in social media? What should I just be yourself? Tell your story. Like if mm -hmm. you look me up in social media, I tell all my stories. I've been doing that for years now. And that's what drives the agency. I think, uh, I mentioned that on an email that I wrote to you guys, you guys were asking some questions like mm -hmm. my successful action as an agency, it's 100% just being my own personal brand because people want to know who you are and if you're real. And when I talk about my story, people know that I am not a BSer, right? Mm -hmm. I am for real and I want to really provide value from my area and tell my story because stories do create an impact. They do help people wake up to opportunities and see a path that they could also travel themselves. That's the way it is. Yeah, that's great. Now you have a pretty big team now. I think you said you have a uh, 50 or around 50 people. Um, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've uh, gone through getting to that level of, of, you know, managing that many people and, you know, all your clients, what are some of the, the big challenges that you guys have experienced getting this, the, this big? Right. I think the challenges don't end, uh, especially because we, we live in a, on an era in which we have the ability to work with teams all over the world, right? Yeah. Like in, in my case, I have 27 staff in the Philippines, mm -hmm. full-time staff. I got uh, 20 in the US. Uh, I got several spread out, like uh, I think it's 54 at this point. Uh, in Mexico, we got people in Greece. We got people all over the place, right? Uh, it's a challenge to manage a team at a distance. I actually think that um, the real executive, the best executives out there, they know how to manage a team at whatever distance, right? It's easier to manage them when they're in the same building. It's more of a challenge when you have them at a distance. Yeah, But absolutely. You got to build those systems along the way. Uh, that's why I really like what you guys do in your organization, Chris, because if you don't have systems down, then it becomes something that it's impossible. And then people at a distance, uh, I can tell you there's one tool that we've used for managing. I don't know if, you, uh, if it's okay for me to mention it. There's yeah, one right. tool. There's a tool that we use. Uh, I'm not affiliated with it. It's called Time Doctor. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I know there's, there's, there's a bunch of different ones. Mm -hmm. uh, things like that are important things that I've incorporated to be able to manage a team. Why? I know there's other ones, by the way. There's another one that I tested out. I don't know what it was. What's the name of it? But there's a bunch of them that can help you manage a team, which is, are those like punch in, punch out type of clocks, right? Yep. But, but tools like this are important for a team just because... Um, you're really able to monitor what people are doing, what they're working on, their tasks, et cetera. And um, uh, I mean, I, I caught people uh, because the software, what it does is that it takes random screenshots of what, uh, and, and videos of what your staff are working on. So I've caught people 
watching porn while they were billing us, for example, right? <laughs> I love that when you get the Time Doctor report and they say wasted time. And yeah. if you see it, like, fortunately, I've never had anybody watching porn on my dime. <laughs> like, you're like, Facebook. That, that you know of. That you yeah. know of, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But those things are important, right? You got to put the systems in place. And um, there's a lot of things that I do um, to handle those challenges. Like, I guess that at the beginning, uh, two years ago, I already had like maybe 10 staff. Um, we wouldn't have daily meetings. We would have a meeting once a week. Uh, mm. And we're not really synchronized. And then a year ago, it's so cool because now agency owners like you guys, like anybody that's listening to this, you guys can learn from my mistakes. Um, a year ago, because I never did any agency training per se. I had to figure it out along the way. Right. A year ago, we had, uh, instead of having... Um, weekly meetings. We were having daily meetings, but only the executives. So mm -hmm. it was about, it, we were already like 20 of us, 25, and only six of us were having meetings every day. That got handled. Now we have meetings every day, the entire team. Mm -hmm. 15 minute start of the day, kickoff meeting. Let's go, yep. everybody. And what I do on those meetings is that I actually show people, I have my individual departments. Talk about what we're doing successfully. It's not a bad news meeting. It's not a fire meeting. Fires are taking up individually within the departments. But as a group, I want everybody to know the great things that our organization is accomplishing every day for our accounts. So they are in line with one thing, purpose. What is our purpose? Mm -hmm. Our purpose is to help businesses expand so they can actually in turn improve their own quality of lives for themselves and their families. If you have that purpose straight, you know that you're not just helping somebody make money. You're helping an individual improve their quality of life across their people and their families. And that's what it's about. So I guess that if you go back to a few bullet points, um, scaling, training staff has been a battle, right? Like how do I train them in line uh, with my teachings, my philosophy? Uh, it's a challenge because as, a, as an agency owner, you absolutely know you're the only one that can possibly do a job efficiently and professionally. Once you get over that hump and yep. you realize I'm going to be stuck for life unless I train people under me, then how do you build those systems so people can actually do the job correctly and efficiently? Nobody's ever going to be as good as you. Now, there are areas that I know that I have people that are better than me under me. Mm -hmm. Like I have copywriters that are better than me. <laughs> Editors, I don't know how to edit for crap, right? I don't know how to edit a video. <laughs> I don't know Camtasia. I don't know Adobe Photoshop, Premiere. I don't know any of that stuff. I have people that are geniuses under me. So there's areas that you can expand to that you don't have to worry about and you can just continue being an executive along the way. So I had trouble, I guess, like hatting, educating my staff along the way, building out those systems, monitoring their production, their schedules. Um, I had difficulties with... Uh, discipline on schedules obviously mm -hmm. also and uh, and getting results i think getting results was a big deal uh and uh and i guess one major thing not that you made me think about this Chris. you're maybe making me feel about all the bad thing man uh, <laughs> the, the growth opportunities thing. yeah you know like uh i was uh, i was a little bit of a romantic i guess three years ago and mm -hmm. i was super proud that a client had never fired me and I used to be like, oh, I've never been fired. And, you know, I'm really good at what I do. And eh, I cannot say that anymore, Chris. Uh, we've been fired quite a bit. Now, yeah. the good news is that I have been, um, 
I have done better things. I have done more good than bad with clients, but I have screwed up some big accounts and I already know why. What is the major factor for me to lose accounts? It's one word, Chris. Can you take a wild guess? Communication. Wild guess. You got it, man. Damn it. I love talking to people in my same world, right? Communication, man. Dude, there's very few things that, you, that will surprise me when it comes to losing clients. <laughs> Communication. Communication buys you time. Mm -hmm. it, it, it allows you to get your job uh, to improve along the way. When you have that, when every single time that we have gotten fired, even from accounts that I didn't want to get fired, because some other ones and I'm like, good riddance, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them, I didn't want to get fired. It was because I stopped communicating because my staff, I had a chief marketing officer because he stopped communicating and he didn't tell them what was going on. So I had to incorporate, and it's actually, I guess in the last few months, weekly detailed reports, mm -hmm. a lot of phone calls, Zoom meetings, live call meetings. I, I mean, people like my big clients that pay us a lot of money, right? I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars a month, $40,000, $50,000 a month. Some of the accounts, we have, a, we have a major one that we get on a plane once a month and we go see him, right? Yep. And we just go to his mansion because he's a powerful guy. And then we just go over strategies and just, you know, this is what we're going to do for you next month. And you got to have to do that. Communication is the most important thing that any agency owner needs to work on in order to keep their clients going while they bring in new clients so they can scale the agency. Yep. That's the biggest point. Dude, I love it. We are totally out of time, but you and I are definitely going to talk offline <laughs> and I'll share some of the things that I've learned with you Did as we well. We already half an hour, Chris. Dude, it flew by. We're actually over wow. 30 minutes. Yeah. So wow. you're going to be at TNC. So everybody's going to be able to, everybody attending traffic and conversion, which I believe is it March this year, I think. Yeah. March 31st. Okay, yeah. cool. Everybody mm -hmm. who's going to be in San Diego going to traffic and conversion definitely come see your, you speak. What, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you now though? Uh, well, for agency owners, uh, if any of them are interested in understanding the strategies that I've implemented along the way, I do have a training. I have free trainings and I have paid trainings. Any of you guys want to check that out, you can go to manuelsuarezstraining.com and there's an entire roadmap there. Uh, other than that, I'm in social media everywhere. So if you want to look me up on YouTube, Manuel Suarez, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Instagram TV, or anywhere you go, you search for Manuel Suarez. And I'm sure there's other Manuel Suarez, but I think I'm at the top of the list when you're going to search oh. for uh, uh, that, that particular name. And you can check out my blog, ManuelSuarez.com. If you don't know how to spell it, M-A-N-U-E-L-S-U-A-R-E-Z, as in zebra.com, you can check out my blog. I'm always like consistently putting value. I'm walking the talk all the time. I provide a lot of value. I'm going to educate you guys on the platforms and how they work, how to get the most out of them, et cetera. So... Well, I, I'm going to prove your Instagram that you're number one. So I just put you in there, Mr. Manuel Suarez. There you go. Number one right there, man. There I'm you following you. I'm following you. <laughs> perfect. And who would be the perfect person to reach out to you today? Uh, perfect person is somebody that wants to be um, uh, trained on the technology that I, uh, that I develop for um, people that want to master these platforms. Uh, I do teach about Facebook advertising, messenger marketing, Instagram ads. I do teach about how to use these platforms to get most. And we talked about that throughout the interview, right? Like it's all about results. If you have a roadmap already built, why not travel it, right? Why have to build your own 
uh, road along the way and just construct and pathways and uh, machines. It's built already. I know the system that works. And anybody who wants to learn about that system themselves, they can reach out and, um, and we can probably help them. That's for sure.